welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados. In an age where data is currency and every click could be a threat, knowledge is your greatest defense. I'm your host, Darnley Gresson Jr., and this is the podcast where we illuminate the dark corners of our digital world. Join us as we navigate the ever-changing currents of cybersecurity, news, IT security, and the latest in the business digital landscape. Whether you're a seasoned IT professional, a business executive, or just curious about the forces shaping our digital future, Darnley Cyber Cafe is your digital coffee house guiding you through the noise. I'm here to break down the headlines, decode the jargon, and deliver actionable insights to protect your data, your business, and your peace of mind. So, fasten your digital seatbelts and prepare to embark on a journey through the ever-shifting world of cyber threats, news, and IT security. Darnley Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados, starts now. In this episode, I'll be talking about what is Neuralink and how does it work? And why have brain implants? Is this the future? So what is Neuralink and how does it work? Now, in order for us to understand where we can go from here, we first need to understand what Neuralink is, what the company stands for, along with how all of this brain technology works. Now, don't worry, I won't get into extreme details here, but at the very least, give you the understanding about this technology and where it can go in the not-so-distant future. Now, Neuralink is a neurotechnology company found by Elon Musk and others in 2016. The company's aims is to develop brain-computer interface, abbreviates as BCI, Uh, these brain-computer interface technologies with the goal of enabling direct communication between the human brain and computers. Now, this vision behind Neuralink includes treating neurological conditions, enhancing cognitive abilities, and enabling cohesion with artificial intelligence. Now, according to Neuralink's mission statement, and I quote, Create a generalized brain interface to restore autonomy to those with unmet medical needs today and unlock human potential tomorrow. Now, they also go on to state that the brain-computer interface has the potential to change lives forever. Now, here at the moment, they are focused on quadriplegic people, and these are people who are paralyzed in both arms and legs, That gives them the ability to control their computers and mobile devices with their thoughts. Now, here's a cool thing, which borderlines uh, with this uh, podcast topic. The next steps for Neuralink uh, is that they will be able to focus on bringing back lost vision, motor function, speed, and expansion on worldly experience. Let that sink in for a second. Now, I know, I'm sure some of you are thinking about this as well, 
there has been various science fiction movies made about human computer implants. Some are a bit far-fetched, but some that could even be closer to reality now thanks to Neuralink. Now, I'm not going to touch on every single movie that's been produced relating to this in some way, shape, or form, but I'm just going to mention a few honorable mentions. Um, One that brings you back, uh, Stream of Consciousness, Outer Limits, Season 3, Episode 5. Now, keep in mind, this was aired in 1997. Uh, I know this is not a movie, but this episode showed a virus that started to kill people that were hooked up to the worldwide neural network called Stream. I I wanted to mention this one in particular because, uh, well, A, it's Outer Limits, B, I grew up with this stuff, (laughs) and C, it allows you to think about the, what makes it more relatable if you think about it. You think about right now with computers, they're they're being hacked, the viruses, technologies, what what is encompassing that entire cybersecurity framework when it comes with computers today. Now, just imagine that neural network of brains connected to that World Wide Web and, and all the ethical uh, things that go along with that. I'm not going to get into details, but you know what I mean. The next mention is Total Recall. Uh, this uh, goes with a man who wants to have a virtual vacation, or does he? I'm really trying not to do my Arnold impression right now, um, but for those who've seen the uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Total Recalls, um, will understand that. It's not exactly neural networks per se, but it does borderline in that sort of sci-fi realm. Robocop, uh, this is an interesting mention uh, because this basically talks about how technology changes or negates humanity. So what I mean by that is once you hook up to um, uh, some sort of weird, um, if if you've seen Robocop, you know that it was a man and basically he was put together with a bunch of robotics technology, but he was also linked up to a neural network with the, the scientists that made Robocop, the copy that made Ro- Robocop, sorry. So this this really brings in a really mention, honorable mention here because this officer, this person basically was ripped apart and put back together basically, but controlled by the, the company and the corporation that made this person, product, thing, whatever you want to call that. The next one is The Matrix. This one's a bit, a little bit more self-explanatory because most of you have seen The Matrix in some point in time, so you understand how the the technology interface with the the mind body kind of ordeal. Uh, another movie called Her, like Her H E R. Um, this one I'm going to throw a Black Mirror vibe reference to. Um, however, this particular movie has to do with a man who has a relationship with his computer mobile device assistant. I, w- I could also mention Blade Runner as well, but that- that's enough for now. So again, I can understand I can throw probably 20, 30 more movies out there, but for the sake of time and my mental sanity, I'll just list these off for now. So how does the brain neuro- neurotechnology work right now? Neural implant technology holds great promise for various applications, but it also comes with its own set of challenges and potential drawbacks. I'm going to list some pros and cons right now. Uh, The pros. The treatment of neurological disorders. This obviously is number one pro in my eyes. 
the neural implants do have the potential to revolutionize the treatment of neurological disorders such as Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease, epilepsy, and spinal cord injuries. They can help restore lost sensory or motor functions by bypassing damaged nerves and directly stimulating the brain or nervous system. Another pro, improved brain-computer interface. Now, these neural implants can enable seamless communication between the brain and external devices, allowing individuals to control uh, prosthetic limbs, computer interfaces, or other technology using their thoughts. Next pro is research and understanding the brain. Now, these neural implants will provide and continue to provide researchers with valuable insights into the brain function and connectivity. By studying neural activity in real time, scientists can better understand how the brain processes information, which could lead to advancements in neuroscience and cognitive science. Uh, and the last con, or the last pro, sorry, is potential enhancements to human abilities. Now, in the near future, neural implants could potentially enhance human abilities, such as memory, cognition, and sensory perception. This could open up a new can of worms for education, entertainment, and personal development for all humans. Now, I'm going to get into the cons. Surgical risks. Implanting neural devices involves invasive surgical procedures that carry risks such as infection, bleeding, damage to surrounding brain tissue. The placement of implants also requires precision to ensure proper functionality and minimize potential complications. Now, Neuralink actually has designed specialized technology to insert these implants, which means a higher accuracy, which should negate this con point. Ethical and privacy concerns. Of course, I'm talking about this. Neural implants raise important ethical and privacy concerns regarding the collection, storage, and usage of sensitive neural data. There are major concerns here about the potential misuse of neural data for surveillance, manipulation, or unauthorized access to individuals' thoughts and intentions. Now I will leave a Black Mirror reference here. Uh, please listen to episode 59 for further discussions about this particular topic. N another con is long-term reliability. Now, the long-term reliability and durability of neural implants remain a challenge right now. Over time, implants may degrade or become less effective due to factors such as tissue inflammation, device malfunction, or mechanical wear and tear. Neuralink has made some claims about this, but... We'll see after some time with their uh, test subjects to see how that sort of unfolds. I know in time it, it, it will improve, but we'll see. Another con is the social and economic inequality. Now, the widespread of this neural implants uh, may exacerbate the existing social and economic inequalities. Access to advanced, advanced neurotechnology could be limited to affluent individuals or countries creating disparities in healthcare, education, and opportunities for human enhancement. Now, if you think about the monopoly that if, if a company such as Neuralink comes out and they are like the de facto um, Neuralink company, uh, they may have these advantages over other companies or, or other individuals that may or may not have these implants. 
And the next con is unintended consequences. Now, the widespread adoption of neural implants could have unforeseen consequences in our society, including changes to human behavior, identity, and social interactions. It is essential to consider the potential ethical, cultural, and psychological implications of integrating brain-computer interfaces into daily life. Look at the impact computers, technology, and the internet has had on our world already. I'm not going to claim it's all bad here, but there have been some major major advantages to these developments. Does this really mean uh, disadvantages, dis- disadvantage or an improvement? Now, I'm still mulling this over. At the end of the day, I do fully support this technology research for those patients who need to overcome their disability. Anything that technology can do to help those in need, research that could even save lives of people who could benefit from further brain research, a brain-computer interface should certainly be used, even with some of the kickback of society today. So why have brain implants? Is this the future of humankind? As discussed in my previous pros and cons, there are some clear benefits of having brain implants in those who need it. As this technology is still in its mere infancy, there are some statistical risks that come with it at this early stage. That's like with everything else. This does not mean that these pioneering days are going to be forever. And in time, that 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 this will become more commonplace in our society. A, a comparison I have, um, or I guess an analogy in some way, is with laser eye surgery. Now, at one point, laser eye surgery was highly stigmatized, but over the many years, it has revolutionized millions of people's vision without any complication. I can attest to this. The technology can go. That the technology that goes into laser eye surgery has significantly improved. And this will happen with companies such as Neuralink. And I make that comparison because I know I've seen from firsthand experience the technology that that is used in laser eye surgery. If you look at back at the technology back in the 80s, how they used to perform laser eye surgery, it's come a long way um, now in 2024 of how different and how specialized and quick and unique these surgeries have now become. And essentially, they can repair, you know, many people's eyes in a short time frame now where they have the process done pretty, pretty well thought out, methodical, and to the point where a lot of people have success, a large majority of people, a significant majority of people have success. So this is going to be the same sort of um, drum that Neuralink will hopefully have in the near future. As time goes on, they're going to improve the technology, they're going to improve the interfaces, where it would probably take mere minutes to install a brain implant, whereas now it would take you know quite a significant amount of time before that even happens. So as the technology matures, as time goes on, these sort of inter- interfaces won't be so stigmatized because it's going to be done to thousands upon thousands of people. There'll be thousands upon thousands of hours into research and development. So in time, the, these sort of technologies will get improved. So why even have brain implants? This is the question here. I will comment aside from the obvious pros from those who have those injuries and disabilities. I say these people should 100% be the focus of research and development right now. However, the technology 
once the tech once the technology has matured, I'd say the benefit should and will go towards people who just want to add enhancements to their lives. Just look at what Apple Vision Pro is doing right now to society. And I don't say that with malice, mind you. I know a lot of you see online people smashing into things, breaking their Apple Vision Pros, etc. There's a lot of that online. That stigmatism online happens. But like it or not, this technology is out there. People are using it. It's only going to improve. This will add enhancements to people's lives. I know it's not for everybody. I understand that. But the principle of this technology is going to revolutionize the world. It's going to revolutionize how we connect. And this technology will eventually be integrated in our society. The same way with these uh, neurological interfaces. It will eventually one day be integrated in our society. A human with brain implants will be used to treat various neurological disorders and conditions. And aside from this, assistive technology will serve the humans who have these implants. This could be anything from uh, some of the benefits here, actually. It could be uh, learning a new la- uh, learning language, downloading food recipes so you can learn how to cook better, learning how to fly a helicopter. There's a matrix reference there. Learning new languages, reading novels, experience various events in, in 4D. The list is endless. By tapping into the brain, you literally have the ultimate control over your body the data, and its experiences. Now, while we're at it, we are tapping into the the most powerful quantum computer that exists everywhere, our brain. Yes, I know stating quantum may be a little brazen, especially some people I've encountered in my lifetime. But hey, prove me wrong. Before we get all excited over the possibilities with this neurotechnology conversation, I also need to highlight the important ethical social, and privacy considerations here. It is very imperative to address these concerns now so when the technology becomes more mainstream, we would have the proper controls in place to ensure that neurotechnology is developed and used to promote human well-being and respect individual autonomy, along with safeguarding the user's privacy and security. Just like how we did with Artificial intelligence technologies. (laughs) Uh, I won't go into the whole brain implants to raise philosophical and ethical questions about consciousness, identity, and the nature of the self um, conversation. But trust me, this is quite loaded in itself. And perhaps I'll do this in another podcast in the future with a professional to get into the nitty gritty details of it all. The human brain connection is improving and one day will be installed in a brain near you within the next five to 10 years. This will be a new evolutionary change in our technology human connection. Uh, This will also change our society and change in how we can interface inside and outside of our world. This will be quite the ride as we gradually increase our dependency on technology that will completely augment our life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Darling Cyber Cafe. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for weekly episode releases because in the world of cybersecurity, knowledge is power.